we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello everybody, this is Gregory. And welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. Today we're going to talk about the limited risk that women take when getting married. Now, before we talk about this concept, we need to look at two basic precepts. Precept number one, women initiate divorce disproportionately. You can look this up. If this was a YouTube episode, I could show you the stats, but I can't. 90% of the time when they're college educated, 75% of the time when they're not. That's precept one. Precept two, women typically marry men who make more than them. Why? For a lot of reasons, it really taps into their inherent need for provisioning and security. And if you go back to the Paleolithic time, where essentially our wiring still is Paleolithic because we were in that period for millions of years and we've only been in the modern era for about 5,000 years. It would be translated into the man who could provide the best cave, the man that could provide the most meat. The man that could fend off the the beta men to rape the woman and predators. So the woman, of course, would want to be with the man who was either strong enough or smart enough or both. Because they had a better chance of their offspring surviving and being fed and growing up. So... They didn't want to be with like the guy who couldn't fight or the guy who couldn't fend off the other men, kind of like the, the runt of the tribe, because back then you know, it was very small tribes that we, we ran with, so to speak. They didn't want to be with that. So you translate that now to modern world where, of course, we're not worried about the saber-toothed tiger devouring us unless you live in, in the intermontane west where you could have the occasional bear attack. But as a whole, we're not worried about that. And as a whole, everybody has a roof over their head. So it's translated into money. Money equals provisioning. Money equals status. Not to say that women don't look at other features that a man might have, but like men look at youth and beauty as number one and then look at other factors. Women look at what satiates that need for provisioning and security and their need to keep going up and up to find and get the highest level of provisioning and security, of course, is what we call hypergamy. So women as a whole look for a man that make more money than because it satiates that need. Also, it satiates the need for status, right? So women want to be with a man who makes a lot of money if they can get a man with lots of money, as opposed to a, a homeless man or a man who's on welfare or a man who doesn't have a lot of money or a man who lives in a ghetto apartment. And what exacerbates this is now that women are working, that impulse that's been inculcated into them at a very young age hasn't gone away. In 
and this is why you see a lot of the, the white-collar women, the women who are doctors, lawyers, businesswomen, have even a lower chance sometimes of getting married, and they ultimately become cat women because if a woman is making 120 k a year, let's say, she still is wired to want to be with a man who makes more money than them because she can't stomach a man who makes less because she won't respect him. Because in the Paleolithic world, it'd be like the woman fighting off the saber-toothed tiger and the woman fending off the 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 other the other men. And you know how how pathetic is that, right? So it's kind of the same thing. But the problem is, there's less men statistically who make 120k or more, as opposed to 50, 60 years ago, where she wasn't working, or at the most she'd be working as a secretary or a teacher. That made very little. You know, back in the 1960s, it could be $15,000 a year as that job. And so there were a lot of men, factory worker men, for example, back when we had jobs in factories, and all these other jobs that made more. So it satiated her need to be with a man who makes more. But if she's making 120K, she still only wants to be with a man who makes more than 120K. The problem with that is the men who make more than that, so the high sexual market value men, lots of times don't want to be with the 35-year-old doctor. They, they want to be with the 22-year-old hottie, and they have the ability to parlay that wealth into getting that. And so these women, because of their wiring, can't lower their standards. They can't lower their standards. They can't be like, hey, you know, you're 36, you're a single mom from a divorced relationship that you initiated. Hey, why don't you just go out, just be with that teacher, be with that data entry guy, be with that firefighter, be with that janitor. No. So they end up being cat ladies because they still strive. It's a 90-10 rule. They still strive for the 10% of men, but those 10% of men aren't going to give them the time of day because those 10% of men can get younger and hotter women. All right. So let's talk about, those are the two precepts. So let's talk about women. Women have very little to lose in marriage in general. They, they have really little to lose. Why? Because the court system is set up for them to minimize their losses. So if we know that a woman only marries or mostly marries men who make the same or more than them, marriage always works out well for them. So let, let's uh, let's delineate a sketch. So let's say you have a 23-year-old cute girl. Okay, She marries right out of college to, I don't know, she's, she's cute, so she found some accountant or engineer college boyfriend. They get married. Five years later, they had a kid. But five years later, they divorce. She divorces him. Let's say he was making, I don't know, 150K. She was a teacher, 50K. They have 200K, let's just say, in assets. Boom, she gets 100K, he gets 100K, even though he was making most of that money. Plus, she's going to get child support for the next 18 years, 13 years. Okay, We'll just assume this, that this couple doesn't live in an alimony state because it would make this scenario even worse. So she's 27, single mom, but she's still cute. Look at Zoe Deschanel. So we'll use Zoe. So imagine Zoe Deschanel because she's a double divorcee who's with now with that that guy from the Property Brothers. They're the same age. I don't know what he's thinking. The dude's a millionaire, but he's with an over forty year old Zoe Deschanel. So now Zoe Deschanel's twenty seven. She's still cute. She's got one kid. We'll give her so, a, the kid a quirky name since Zoe Deschanel is quirky. Violet. We'll call her Violet. But she's still cute. So she'll find the new dude. Let's say the new dude, again, is going to be making more money. Let's say he makes 200K. They get married. He doesn't think that's a red flag that she already divorced a man before because he's an idiot. 
Blue pill, doesn't know any better. They get married five years later, same thing. One kid, five years later, she initiates divorce. Now, again, I, this isn't like a gold digger scam where she's planning it. It's all schemed out. No. It's just the way marriages are. I mean, look, when people get married, most of them intend to marry for life. But they those marriages don't work. So everyone has the good intentions, but it's very hard to keep a woman happy. She initiates divorce. Again, half the money again. So she's going to be getting a payout because she's marrying men who make more than her, plus the child support. And again, with child support, you don't have to show how you spend it. You can get all the clothes at Goodwill and then spend it on what you want. A new house, new car, clothes for you, manis, petties, whatever. And then last time, she's 33, 34, she finds one more guy. This will be the beta provider, the schlubby fat dude, Albert from Hitch, Kevin James's character, I like to describe it. She's 33, but she's still somewhat cute. But he sees her as a catch because she's still cute and he's always been unlucky with women. So he's going to overlook the red flags because she's actually expressing interest. He's like, oh, oh, oh my God. So he'll marry her not realizing he's the beta provider. And like Chris Rock says, you know why your, your wife's always mad at you? Because you were her first choice. That's a real bad Chris Rock impersonation. <laughs> so she's going to shit on them. Use him. He's a human ATM machine because she doesn't respect him. But, you know, women, they're, they're so petrified to be alone. They'd rather marry a beta provider schlub than be alone if they can help it. Especially women who don't make a lot of money, unlike the, the professional women who still have this arrogance and hubris. So then she, she, she marries him, and then either, if she wants, she can stay with him and live off his provisioning. Of course, tell him, Oh, no, I don't want to have sex. And then, because uh, she doesn't find him sexually attractive. And then doesn't have sex with him for decades. And he's like, oh, okay. You know, but he's not going to do anything about it because he still worships her. So she can stay in the relationship and use his money to provision her lifestyle. Or she can have affairs on the side. He finds out, you're having affairs. I want a divorce. She's like, okay, I'll take half your assets and more child support. So already she's getting child support, 20% of the first due, the accountant engineer who made, well, I said 150K. So that's uh, 30,000. So she's getting 30,000 child support a year from the first husband. And let's just say the, the second husband makes a little more. So that's 25,000 a year. That's 55,000. She's already getting a child support from the first two failed marriages that she failed. <laughs> she failed it. You're having an affair with Chad or Chung or Ahmed. I want a divorce. All right. Beta provider wants a divorce. Okay. So she gets half the assets plus child support if she was able to close her eyes and think about Chad or Tyrone banging her when uh, the beta provider was banging her. Plus that child support. Plus she's already getting $55,000 from the first two kids from the previous marriages. Or let's say if he finds out legitimate reason. She's cucking him, cheating on him. In the old days, there was fault divorce. Woman was cheating on you. You wouldn't. The woman wouldn't get a dime. The woman wouldn't get the children. The woman wouldn't get anything. But we have no fault divorce. Woman could be cheating. Woman could have a lover every day of the week. It doesn't matter. She files for divorce. She's still getting half. Because we have to think about the woman. We have to think about the children. Do it for the children. As she's counting the money and laughing to the bank. That's the problem, guys. The court system. 
family law, no-fault divorce. She could be banging the whole neighborhood. She initiates divorce, takes half your money and the kids and child support. Or if you find out you initiate divorce, she takes half your assets to child support and alimony. Either way, she's taking the money. So explain to me how marriage doesn't benefit the woman. Now, if a woman is listening, she's going to say, oh, well, you know, she could marry an abuser. Okay, first of all, this is nonsense. The psychological abuser, the gaslighter, the narcissist. Are there those men out there? Sure. Are there a lot of them? No. And then even worse, how do you prove it? Prove it. Prove it he was psychologically abusive. So he was psychologically abusive because you were overspending his money and he wanted you to be on, a, on an allowance? He was controlling and psychologically abusive because he took away your credit cards? He was psychologically abusive and controlling because he didn't want you to go out till 3 in the morning with girlfriends? He was psychologically abusive because he didn't want you to go to Cabo on all-girls weekends? So essentially, he's psychologically abusive when he tries to put you in place and put you in check from all your stuff that you're doing, but you see it as bad because you're so entitled. Nick, I can do what I want, even though you're somebody's bride. But again, women plan for the wedding, not for the marriage. So psychological abuse is such a nonsense term that can be so manipulated, and then people use it. We've talked about this. So a woman will tell the family when she initiates the divorce, oh, he was psychologically abusive, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, you should divorce him. Prove it. A lot of times, it's just a man trying to put his woman back in place by restricting some things, but she sees it as controlling. In the old days, that wouldn't be seen as controlling because that was the man's role was to keep a woman in place. And then the other thing is, okay, well, Gregory, what about, what about physical abuse? All right, statistically, very few. You want to talk about physical abuse? Let's look at the stat. You could Google this. 45% of abuse done in a marriage is woman to men. But let's talk about let, let's and, and when that happens, when the man's getting beat, then, then it's always when the man tells somebody, it's like, well, what did you do to her? She must have had a good reason. But let's just say, let's just say it's like because of the Tyler Perry movies. Right? Diary of Black, Mad Black Woman, all these movies, these tropes. So let's say he is beating you. That sucks. I'm sorry for you. That's horrible. We don't, of course, condone any type of abuse. You just divorce him and you can still take half his assets to child support and alimony. No matter what, women benefit from marriage. No matter what. He'll go to court. He'll go to prison. And you still get everything. In worst case scenario, right, he's going to stalk you and be mad. You can change your identity, move to another part of the country. I mean, there's, there's things. I mean, how many battered wife clinics and shelters are there? And how many battered men clinics are there? Like one in the whole country? Okay, Gregory, fine, you're right. We can still take half his assets. What about I give up my age and fertility for you, for the man? I don't benefit from that. Well, woman, isn't the man giving up his age and fertility too? You're both aging. It's not like when a man, when a woman marries a man, he finds a fountain of youth and stops aging. If anything, he ages more. Being with the, the wrong woman. Loses his hair, gets fat. Doesn't want to come home. He stops at happy hour or Taco Bell and eats in the car. He doesn't want to deal with you. So I don't want to hear this nonsense. Oh, well, women gave up the best years of their life, so they deserve to get alimony and child support. Hell no. 
So they they benefit everything. Look at the look at the look at the court. We did that that uh, episode on six ways you know the patriarchy doesn't exist. Eighty five percent of the time, women get full custody of the kids when they initiate divorce. They initiate it. So how do they benefit? They get the kids. Man doesn't get the kids. She gets the kids too. So she gets the money. She gets the kids. She gets humongous tax write-offs. We've talked about this with COVID recently. The COVID, the COVID stimulus checks, but just annual tax write-offs by having dependents. Plus, she has welfare if she doesn't make enough money. Plus, she might have her own family money. Plus, she might have her own job. So she has, she has all this multiple income rolling, and it's like, it's like she's like online entrepreneur with passive income streams. She has her job. She has child support. She has alimony. She has her own job. She has tax write-offs. Money, 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 money. So again, explain to me how women don't benefit from marriage and divorce. The, it, it, oh my God. So look, in the beginning when they're dating, man's paying for the meals, man's paying for the jewelry, man's paying for the concert. Then they get engaged. Man pays for the ring, man continues to pay for the meals, the tokens, the trinkets. Then they get married. Man's probably paying at least half of the wedding and honeymoon. In the old days, it was the woman's family, right? The dowry and all this, they would pay for it. But nowadays, man's paying for the nonsensical $35,000 wedding that he doesn't even give a damn about. Go that idiotic show on Netflix, Mortgage versus Marriage, where they get $35,000 and the couple has to decide how they're going to spend it, either on a down payment or on a house to avoid the PMI or spend it on the, uh, the, the wedding. These, these simps, I mean, my episode would be like one minute long. Aside from we're not getting married, but... Yeah, this is going on the mortgage. I mean, is this like a no-brainer? Why are you going to spend it on a, on a day that's going to take six hours? Six-hour event. But again, the women aren't thinking that. The women are thinking, me, 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 me. They're not thinking about money because they're not good with money. And so the man's all like, I just want to please my woman because I want to keep getting laid. Even though he doesn't understand the ultimate irony is by marrying, you're not going to get laid as much. Competition anxiety is gone. So he's paying that. Then they get married. I want a bigger house. I want a newer car. So he's spending money for those things because he is the one who's making more money. I want new clothes. I want the kids to have designer clothes. So he spends, 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 spends. All through these these phases, trips. You're, you're the human ATM machine. More likely than not, you're providing, you're paying for those trips. So every segment of this intersexual dynamic of this, this relationship, from dating to engagement to marriage, are all you paying for what? To her open her legs on a, an, on, a, on a less and less amount? Even if she's still banging you three, four times a week. Isn't it cheaper just to go to a prostitute? And that way you can still have your freedom and independence and then still bang? But either way, you're paying, pay, pay. And then what? At any time, at her caprice, at her whim, she can divorce you and get the biggest payout. And take the kids. How much of a fool are you for contemplating signing the Faustian pact that is the marriage contract in 2021 America? The whole system is set up to benefit her with very, very limited risk on her part. 
Her only risk really is if she marries somebody who makes less than her, and then he could take more, like Adele and Simon Capecchi. But these these examples are very limited because women don't marry men who make less than them. The only time they do this is when a man and a woman meet in college or when, when they're young and she's like a trust fund baby or something like that, and she's stupid and she gets kidnapped, and she, you know he's the starving artist, the Chad, right? But, but she is under his Fingali trance, and he's able to convince her to sign the marriage contract. But aside from that, women don't go against their wiring and marry men who make less than them. And since they don't do that, when the divorce happens, when she initiates it, she's going to get a financial payout because most states are states that divide assets in half, regardless of who's making what. So the whole system's benefit for her. This is why 75% of suicides are done by men. Men are divorce raped. They lose the kids, they lose the money, they lose the business that they worked hard on. They're heartbroken because they didn't understand Perfo's law. And now they have nothing. They barely see the kids. The kids could be alienated from them because of the wife practicing parental alienation. He could lose a lot of his friends because lots of times in marriages for a long time, the friends are really through the wife. But no sympathy for men. So the whole system, guys, is set up for her. And so any of you men who are stumbling upon this channel, who are purple pill or blue pill and want to get married, understand the minefield. Understand the stats. Once you marry, you guys are flying that plane, 75% chance she's going to crash it. Not you. Men are the true romantics. Even if they're in a bad relationship, they'll stay in it for the sake of the kids and their money. Women don't have that problem. You're the interchangeable father. They don't give a damn about you. They'll just find a new chatter Tyrone to be the father figure, even though, of course, that increases the chances of the kids being sexually and physically abused up to 40 times. They don't care. It's, it's the solipsism that blocks them from thinking. So, men, understand this basic premise. Women, if you're intellectually honest with yourself, you would admit you have very little to lose when marrying. The whole system is set up where you can marry, divorce, marry, divorce two, three times, like Kate Hudson. Three kids from three different men. Kate Winslet. Three kids from three different men. Now, these are celebrities, so they already have their own money. But they're examples of women with average looks who are able to parlay that and marry three different men. So this nonsense of patriarchy, the system is set up for the gynocracy for women to use the system to fleece earnest, well-intentioned men. And I've had it. I've had it with this nonsense narrative that men are bad and women are good in the court systems. It is nonsense. So caveat emptor, let the buyer beware. If you want to get married, you know, I'll do a sign of a cross and bless you. Guys, if you like my content right now, post an honest review and subscribe. It helps with the algorithm so we can get this message out. Maytel is all about save a man, stop his wedding. There's two links in the episode notes. One for PayPal, donate five ten dollars if you can to help defray the cost of hosting this podcast because we have to put it up it costs money monthly also the other link is for naturopathic earth my website click on that takes you to the website there's like a thousand pages of articles and all the podcasts are over there on the home page you'll see my two books on the right side click on those and read them you can buy them on amazon now if you go through our links to get to amazon to get the books you don't have to buy the books but anything that you buy on amazon within 24 hours we get a two percent commission no expense to you as being amazon affiliates that helps us out. Also, if you want to talk one-to-one, go to clarity.fm. Find my name. We can schedule something and talk about it if you're having problems with divorce or you're sad about breakups or whatever. And lastly, please, right now, subscribe, post an honest review, especially if you have an Apple product. Right now, 
it takes you two seconds. Write something, don't write something. It's better if you write something, but if you don't write something, you just put in the stars, that's fine. Also, go check out the female holistic health apothecary and confessions of an obese child my Twitter podcast. Until next time, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time. Tributed to Nine Inch Nails.